Hello and welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart and you're listening to our show, What To Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What To Be is a program provided by Your Future Is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or your future as our business. The information provided during this program does not reflect its career in its entirety. And today I have the pleasure to speak to Shebra Kalantari Johnson, who is a grant writer, Santa Cruz City Councilwoman, and a candidate for the Santa Cruz County District 3 Supervisor. Hi, Shebra. Hi, Patrick. I just want to thank you very much for taking your time. It sounds like you're very busy to help us do this interview. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, you're very welcome. And thank you again. Shebra, do you mind briefly describing your career journey for us? Sure. Do you've got 10 hours? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, I, I would be happy to. I would like to start with my childhood experience because I think that I mean, I'm not going to spend 10 hours, but I would like to start with that because I think it's very relevant as most of us, our experiences in childhood really shape our trajectory and path in life. And I left Iran, which is where I'm from, when I was seven years old, spent a year in transit uh, through Turkey and Germany and came to California when I was eight years old. Uh, and when I came here, I didn't speak English and uh, didn't know people. And so, you know, the immigrant experience, um, as you as you can imagine. So that experience, my early childhood experience in Iran, my immigration experience really, really shaped my values and what I wanted to do in life. So I knew from a very, very early time, I would say maybe when I was in third or fourth grade, that I wanted to be in a field where I can help communities. Uh, I saw what how important it was for individuals to have strong communities to help them thrive. And I knew that I wanted to, of course, I couldn't articulate it that way in third grade or fourth grade, but I wanted to help communities. So that led me, fast forward, that led me to a, a bachelor's degree in psychology and French at UC Santa Cruz. And then it led me to working in the Tenderloin in San Francisco with formerly unhoused individuals who were living in subsidized housing. And then that led me to pursue a master's in social work, uh, and at which point I came back to Santa Cruz. So that was the start of my career. And, and, and I'll pause there and see if you have questions before I go on. Well, I just want to, that's very, your, your story is very inspiring. And I just think it's wonderful that, you know, the line of work that you've chosen to do. And it sounds like what you want to do is just help people and be of service to, to your community, to our community. And I just, I, I thank you for what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I love it. I love the work. That's great. And, and best of luck, you know, we were talking just a little bit before about that you're running for Santa Cruz supervisor for district three. And I think you said the the elections are maybe not until like, did you say June? June are the primaries. That's correct. And then general election will be in November. Okay. And do you want to tell us kind of what your, you know, your main duties and responsibilities are today with what you're doing with, you know, your grant writing and being a Santa Cruz city councilwoman and also, you know, preparing probably for your campaign, right? Sure. Yeah, I'm happy to. And, and maybe just before that, if I can, if I can share a little bit more about my career between finishing social work and where I am today. Mm -hmm. 
I, I worked as a community organizer, as a director of community organizing for United Way here in Santa Cruz County. And that was a really significant experience for me because I, I got to work across the entire county. I worked with all four city jurisdictions, worked with the Board of Supervisors and their multiple various departments in and and what the focus of my work was is really it was community well-being with this with specifically focusing in on youth well-being so it's very relevant and I'm really excited to be on this show that is focused on youth and, and youth entering the workforce uh, I worked on substance use prevention I worked on child obesity prevention and coordination of services for low-income children and families so I did that for a number of years and then I left to become a mom and I'm a mom to two really wonderful, amazing boys who are now 12 and 13, uh, and then started my consulting business just a little over a decade ago. So in that consulting business is where I have been doing grant writing. I also do organizational development and local policy work and project management. So some of the, some of the issue areas that I've worked on are youth homelessness, youth criminal justice reform, mental health substance use programming. So really focused in the field of public health and social services. So that's that's what one of my one of my consulting businesses does. And then I co-founded a social enterprise about five years ago now, and it's called Impact Launch. And we focus on leadership capacity building using a framework called radical transformational leadership. So I have I have that business as well. And, and again, it's all interrelated because it's really ultimately about building capacity and, and working towards community well-being. I wanted to give that a little bit of background as well. Well, yeah, thank you very much for sharing that. And I think, yeah, they, they sound like they are interrelated. And I just really hope that you be, you know, I'm just I'm grateful for you for wanting to help, you know, serve our, our community because it sounds like, you know, your education background and all that you've done, you know, in your professional life puts you in a great position to really do a lot of good for a lot of people. And I'm sure you've already done that and to help, you know, hopefully help continue to do that too. Thank you, Patrick. You know, that's, that's my motivation is I want to be serving our community and I want to do it from a space where I can serve the most members of our community. And I have a lot to contribute. I've worked in the field of public health for over 20 years now, and I, I want to give, I want to give to our community. And I, and I, I've done service in, in different ways for our community in the past. I serve on several boards. And I, and I should just say that it's really important for me and for others, I think, to remember that, that it's, it's not a, none of this is a one-person job, obviously. It really takes partnership. It takes alignment with partners. And it takes support. So, and, and this sort of gets to your question around my, what my everyday is. It's, it's very diverse and, and differs every day, but I have a team of interns who are students, most of them are UCSC students, who help me get through my everyday from juggling the two different businesses and city council work and, and now campaigning. It takes a whole team of us to do it together. Yeah, that is so great. And I think I heard someone say once, we do together what we can't do alone. And I really mm -hmm. like that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that is awesome. Do you want to share with us kind of like what kind of environments that you work in are, I know that's maybe changed over the last couple of years with things going on. Yes, that's right. Pre-COVID and post-COVID are very different. I'll share a little bit pre-COVID because hopefully we will eventually go back to some semblance of that. Not all of that was great, but the, the parts that were great. So I do a lot of work in the community. I meet with various community organizations, coalitions, 
either I'm working with organizations in, in county or city departments to create and design grant programs to respond to the needs in our community. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in meetings or I'm helping facilitate strategic planning efforts or various efforts in the community. So one example, a fairly recent example is I wrote a grant for youth homelessness, a federal grant, very competitive. We were one in 10 across the nation and we were awarded. I, I co-authored it with a colleague. And then I was invited to lead the year-long strategic planning process. So what that meant was reaching out to various stakeholders, engaging youth who either had existing like current lived experience of being unhoused or past lived experience and and then facilitating designing agendas and facilitating meetings and then writing the, the one-year plan and then what that turned into is coordination of implementation of the plan so again meeting with different groups being out in the community talking to folks facilitating meetings making sure people are connected so we can implement that plan in the most effective way that's great. And congratulations on being awarded that grant. You know, I think anyone who's seen what's going on down by the county building, it's heartbreaking. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of people who need a lot of help. And I think those people and all of us are very fortunate to have someone as qualified and compassionate as you out there helping, you know, to fight the good fight to help them. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah, that, that work was very meaningful and, and it couldn't have been done without all of the partners that, that were involved. And in particular, the youth were amazing. I mean, we have some incredible youth leaders here in our community. And, and one of the things that we wanted to do through that specific initiative is really bring to light and normalize that, that youth are leaders. We don't need to wait. We need to, we need to engage and we need to do it authentically and we need to invite them to the table and we need to go to their table. So that was, that was a really incredible experience that I had. And, and honestly, one of the reasons why I was inspired to run for city council in summer of 2022, excuse me, summer of 2020 was seeing how that initiative responded to COVID. Uh, how quickly we worked together as city, county, nonprofits, neighborhood groups to set up shelter in place sites. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in, in thinking about those who are in need of a shelter and that, you know, maybe there, maybe there's not enough shelters for them or they're, you know, the, or if there are, they're not being able to practice, you know, this proper social distancing because of over things being overcrowded. My it's very complex. Yes. Yes. It's very, very complex, very challenging. Shabra, do you want to share with us some of the skills that you use in the various different careers that you have and, and maybe talk to us a little bit about how you acquired some of these skills and maybe some of it was through education or just, hmm. you know, working or a combination of all those things? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question that I don't have just a direct response to, mm -hmm. but I think, I think one of the most important skills that I have and I continue to grow in is, is deep listening. And, and that's something that sure you can, you can certainly learn through education, but it's also just working with the community, uh, deep listening, and then taking that listening to how we respond to the community needs. So I think that's a really important skill that any of us can, if we really focus on that and we work at that, we can implement, we can, we can all acquire and we can all move forward in that way. I mean, that's not a hard skill per se, but I think that's the most important skill that I have that I, again, continue to grow in. And then the hard skills in terms of my grant writing work, you know, it's, it takes a lot of organization. It takes a lot of, of both thinking, like starting with what is the biggest impact we want to have 
through this effort, as well as the minutia of now, how does this look in terms of implementation? So both big picture and, and getting nuanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like you definitely have benefited from, you know, like learning how to, to write properly, you know, in your grant writing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And, and I'll say, I found that there was a void and a gap in my own personal education in learning. Well, not learning how to write because I had some amazing classes at UCSC, um, literature classes and writing classes. And I was a writing tutor, actually. That was one of my jobs when I was a, when I was a student at the university. But I think there was a void in terms of grant writing. I, I know that there's now a number of other programs at UCSC, but when I was there, Back in the day, a couple decades ago, there was that void. So I tried to help address that by creating an internship program. So I do now have an internship program. It's not just focused on grant writing. It encompasses all the different things that I do in the community, but it gives students who are interested an opportunity to work with me on grant projects and learn how to read a a request for proposal and learn how to dive into uh, data searches and doing literature reviews. So I'm hopefully contributing to that to that learning base. Yeah, that's great. And there's actually a host on KSQD who guest hosts the show that follows the What To Be show called The Cutting Edge. And her name's Nada Milkovich. And she teaches an entrepreneurship class at UCSC. And, you know, and I think that she was, you know, telling me through an interview that, you know, that, that they do learn how to grant write and things like that. And I just think that could be very useful, you know, for a lot of people. Absolutely. Nada is fantastic, by the way. I have right. met her and she's incredible. And I'm, we're, we're trying, we're not trying, we are working together. She's amazing. That's great. Awesome. And for those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to the What To Be Show on KSQD Santa Cruz, 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart and I'm speaking with Shebra Kalantari Johnson, who is a Santa Cruz City Councilwoman, a grant writer, and who's also running for the Santa Cruz County District 3 Supervisor. Shebra, you've done a lot in your career, but what are some of your favorite projects that you've worked on or are currently working on? Some of my favorite projects, gosh, it's, it's, it'll be hard for me to narrow it down, but I would say I spoke a little bit earlier on the Youth Homeless Demonstration pro- Program. That was an incredible project. It's, it's still happening, but I'm, I'm no longer uh, coordinating it. Uh, an incredible project because it really brought together diverse stakeholders from various sectors, and it was co-led by youth with lived experience. And we really looked at how to best respond to the needs of unaccompanied youth and young adults. So that's youth and young adults under the age of 24 who are experiencing houselessness and homelessness. That's one that is most recent that I'm really inspired by. I've also worked on cannabis issues in our community. I served on a commission that was a, that was developed by the Board of Supervisors to to put to move forward with recommendations for policies, cultivation, cannabis cultivation policies. And I had the seat of representing a coalition that was working to prevent substance use among youth in our community. And that was a really inspiring experience because again, I got to work with very different stakeholders. I worked with a number of cannabis business owners. And at the start of the process, we were really coming from very different places and not on the same page. But what was inspiring was that when we were able to identify what we were all working towards, which 
which we landed on community well-being. When we are all able to identify that and work from a space of values, you know, for me, those are compassion and courage and equity. When we were able to, to, to kind of come to the table with values and our largest impact, we were actually able to work together and move forward. So that was another inspiring experience I've had in my career. Well, that's great. And it sounds like, you know, sometimes people focus, uh, focus maybe on like the smaller differences, you know, between instead of like stepping back and looking at all the different things that, you know, you're working towards or have in common, you know? Yeah. And if I, if I may share Patrick, you know, years later now, this is, so that was in, that was maybe six or seven years ago that I was participated in that initiative years later. Now though, some of those cannabis stakeholders serve on the substance use prevention coalition and help us strategize on how we can, you know, how we can safeguard and protect our youth. So I just think that's, that's such an incredible outcome, yeah, right? Absolutely. You can bring people from different backgrounds, so to speak, to work together when, when you identify that community well-being is ultimately what you care about. Yeah, that is so great. Thank you for sharing that. And I wanted to ask on why you think your job is important to you and or to society. My job is important to me because I get to, I have the honor and privilege to connect with community members of very, very different backgrounds and, and interests. And I get to contribute to making our community better. I mean, I know that's kind of a big statement, but working on issues like how we respond to immigrants in our community, like how we can better shape our juvenile justice system. So I get to contribute to that. So it's important to me because I know that I have something to contribute. And when I work with our incredible community and the members of our community, we can see results. Your second part of that question was why, why should it be important to other people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, maybe I'll zero in on the grant writing piece so I can have a specific response to that. Sure. Sometimes people think grant writing is just, you know, it's 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 a lot of technicalities and it's it's not really inspiring but what i see is that that we get to tell our story and we have control over that we get to tell our story in a way that's not begging others to help us out and give us money but we get to tell our story in a way that inspires others to partner with us so we can create a better community that's what i love about the grant writing piece of what i do and if you like writing and you like to tell stories, this is one way of doing it that you'll, you'll see fairly immediate results in terms of the dollars. I've, I've helped bring in over $30 million in the last 15 years. Like oh, wow. I can put my finger on it, you know? That's so awesome. That's it's very rewarding. I bet. That's something I'm sure you're very proud of. Very proud of. And again, I didn't do it alone. Yeah. Uh, I did it with these incredible organizations who are doing the important work out there. I did it with community members who have the need for these services, who helped us co-create and design these grant proposals. So very proud of, of my contribution to, to bringing those dollars into our community. Yeah. Thank you very much for, for helping to do that. And, you know, you do so much, it may seem overwhelming at times. And I'm just wondering, you know, what kind of like typical hours do you work in a, in a week <laughs> or in a day or in a week? Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
It, de- it actually, it does depend on the season. Grant writing is, a, is sort of a seasonal job. January through June is when I work on the most grants because I focus a lot on state and federal grants. I mean, I write other grants as well. But so when it's grant time, they're, they're heavy weeks. I'm not going to lie. They're 60 to 80 hour weeks. Uh, sometimes I pull all nighters. It doesn't have to be that way, but that's kind of how I work. And then with, with my other responsibilities, it's, it has been pretty time consuming for me in, over the last year since I've become city council member and in the last several months that I've become a candidate for district supervisor. So I typically work uh, about six days a week, six and a half days a week, but I have some pretty strong boundaries, like always be at the dinner table with my kids and my husband and always take my walk, my dog for a walk and don't miss my morning run. So I have boundaries that I'm able to work within. And then of course I have a lot of support from my, my family, my friends and my colleagues. Well, that's awesome. And yeah, the, the boundary things can be, at least for me, it's, you know, can be a struggle. And yeah, I was going to ask you, did you mention earlier in the interview that you became a city councilwoman in 2020? That's right. I was uh, elected in November of 2020. So I've just finished a year of my term. Okay. And what does that look like for you? Like what's required of you, you know, being a city councilwoman for Santa Cruz? So we have uh, officially, we have city council meetings every other week. They typically take up most of my days. Those are on Tuesdays. And then I'm part of several other subcommittees and, and boards as, as a responsibility of my city council role. So for example, I'm on the Metro board and I, I serve on uh, the Youth Action Network. I work with them in our community and then I serve on our city schools committee. So so with all of that, I don't know, I would estimate in terms of meeting times, I can't even estimate, but maybe 15 hours or so, give or take. And then of course, I take time to meet with uh, department heads and staff members to work through some some policy issues that need to be implemented or, or that we've, we're working through to get implemented. And then I meet with constituents. I meet with constituents who have concerns or who have ideas. So it takes a lot of time, but I guess, you know, you can give it however much you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to be at those city council meetings every other week. And if you want, you can do the minimum and that, that would be the minimum to show up there and have read the packet. But currently I have six colleagues on the city council, Santa Cruz city council, and all of us do way more than that. Yeah. Not surprised. And it, I would imagine that all your connections through working with United Way and the other things that you do has really helped get involved and get things done with the subcommittees that you're involved with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The work I've done throughout our county I, I, I just, I'm, I'm connected to the incredible partners in our community, again, the, the, the folks who are doing the work, and I'm connected throughout the county, actually. So it's also nice sometimes to uh, align and have partnership outside of the city when there's some regional efforts. And it just seems like you're in a really good position to do a lot of good just because of, you know, everything you've done. And, you know, you sound very motivated to, you know, to get things done. And you already have. Thank you. I am. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to I'm not that interested in sitting at, at a, around a table and just talking and talking and talking. Uh, I want to be in action. Um, of course, I want to be listening and learning, but I want to be in action with the community. I want to help get things done. Yeah. And I also really appreciated, you know, you sharing that with so much going on, you still, you still make it priority to, to slow down, to spend time with your family, you know, for dinner and, you know, to practice self-care by going out on your runs and walking the dog. I just think that's great. Thank you. Yes, that's very important. 
Yeah, it probably makes... if I'm if I'm not you know if I'm not taking care of myself, then I'm not going to be able to do any of the other stuff that I want to do. Yeah, and it I makes. Know, every... I know you know that, <laughs> right? It makes everything else more manageable, right? Yeah. Shabra, what kind of advice or resources can you give to students who are interested in pursuing a career, whether it be in social work, what you've done, or grant writing, or running for city office, any of those things? Well, I would say one. Take the courage to explore, have the courage to explore. Don't say no, keep doors open. Because, you, you know, I, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, well, maybe I didn't mention earlier, I always knew I wanted to be in the space of helping the community, but I didn't know exactly what that looked like. And by just keeping doors open and, and saying yes and exploring, I think I found my way to where I am right now. So I, I think that's number one is, is trust yourself, have courage, say yes. And be patient with yourself, I think is very important as well. Like you're not going to land at the final place that you're going to be immediately, right? It's a journey and it's still a journey for me. I am where I am right now. I don't know where I'll be in a year and I don't know where I'll be in 10 years. It's a journey. So just, just being patient and being open, I think is really important. In terms of resources, I would say if there's an area or a field that you're interested in, reach out to people in the community who are doing that work or doing similar work. I invite you to reach out to me. I'm happy to talk to anyone who's interested in social work or policy or elected official or grant writing. We have an internship program I mentioned earlier. I have, I'm full right now with interns, but I do have an internship program that I'm happy to share that information with anybody. So reach out, reach out to folks in the community who are doing similar work and, and do a little bit of learning and, and just Keep an open mind and open heart and be patient with yourself. Well, that's very good advice. Thank you very much for sharing that. And, and what about for someone who is unsure about their career path? I think sort of the, the same similar advice would be mm -hmm. to, to be patient and be curious and to explore. It's okay to be unsure. I mean, very few of us are really sure of exactly what we want to be want to be doing when we finish wherever it is that we're in right now, whether it's college or high school or wherever it is, few of us know exactly what we want to be doing. So first of all, just, just give yourself permission and be okay with that because we do live in a society and a culture that is sort of goal-driven and you need to know what's going to happen tomorrow. And if you don't, you've done something wrong. I think it's important to let go of that and just be patient with yourself and, and put on your curiosity hat. That's awesome. That's wonderful advice. Thank you, Shebra. And just again, thank you so much for taking your time to help us out today doing this interview. I really appreciate it. And is there any last things you would like to leave us with? Well, it was my pleasure to do the interview. Thank you for the work that you do, Patrick, and um, this radio show. I think just I try to I try to move forward in my everyday life, holding my values close to me, which I said are equity, compassion, and courage. And really, really trying to embody those values for myself and for everyone. So those would be my last closing words. Oh, that's beautiful. Again, thank you, Shebra. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's career story with me, Patrick Hart, on our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Shebra Kalantari Johnson, who is a grant writer, a Santa Cruz City Councilwoman, and who's also running for Santa Cruz County District 3 Supervisor. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, please send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM, KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays and streaming online at ksqd.org. 
or you can find us on major podcast streaming platforms like Spotify. And please visit our website at yfiob.org for more information about your future as our business. Thank you very much and see you next time.